up, everyone? This is the Cleared Off the Line podcast. Me and Forrest are here, and we have a special guest for you guys today. His name is Dominique Kuhn. How are you doing, Dominique? I'm good. How are you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. We're very excited to have you along. Yeah, man. I'm really excited to be here with you guys. All right. So, Dominique, I've never asked you this before. Um, <laughs> even when we first were introduced as teammates back like two, three years ago, where are you from in Switzerland exactly? I know where I know about Basel and I don't know anything else about Switzerland. Okay, I live like 10 minutes from Zurich away. It's a small city with around like 50,000 uh, people there. And uh, yeah, it's almost 10 minutes away from Zurich. But Zurich is one of the biggest cities in Switzerland. And from my side, also like one of the prettiest. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, you know, I don't know if a lot of Americans, TC, correct me if I'm wrong, like we don't know a lot about Switzerland. I think. I think we all know, um, and one, because she's an amazing player, and two, because she's quite beautiful. We know about Alicia Lehman, who plays the WSL. But otherwise, I don't think we know much else about Switzerland. So, you know, right. yeah. I mean, if I saw a map, I maybe could, like, point it out. But, yeah, not much. I know that girl's flag is a little uh, little white. like Cross, yeah. Cross, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something that I know about Switzerland, but not much. I know if you – players on the national team but yeah i'd say most americans don't really know much about your country i yeah. think we are just known for chocolate and cheese and since i'm currently in the u.s <laughs> studying at, at the university i know that swiss chocolate opens a lot of doors here in the states <laughs> so that's the thing everybody knows about switzerland that's that, that's great um <laughs> So I, I saw Dom chuckled when we mentioned Alicia Lane and all that. Is she, is she a decent sensation over there? Is she decently popular? Yeah, I think especially for the woman in soccer, she's a real role model. And a lot of guys think like she's really hot. Yeah, so TC, so there's a connection. And I, I, you probably would know this already, Dom. But you know who Grace Fisk is, right, Dom? Yes. So, and of course, she was Alicia's teammate at West Ham. Um, and one she did like some Q&A with the social media team West Ham one day she answered questions and one of the questions was what's Alicia Lehman's number and Grace says she wears number seven (laughs) I just don't know that's (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no um it's I think it's always like funny like I she's obviously a baller but like Dom said a lot of the guys like a lot of guys think she's pretty and all that but she actually um is gay so it's kind of funny that all these guys are like oh my god she's so hot but also like she she's not into you man <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> but um enough about enough about that what what was what are your memories of growing up playing soccer in in switzerland um it how how is it unique to you i think like almost everywhere in europe there's more uh, the young boys dream of playing professional someday and I think it was the same for me so I started playing with at the age of like five at my street there was a small pitch with my brother and some of my friends and uh, I remember exactly the day when my parents took me to the first practice in uh, the club in my town and the uh, coach said yeah he's more than welcome to join our team and I think 
sport is such a great school of life for everyone and especially soccer and I really enjoyed my journey from the youth until like right now so mm -hmm. yeah TC, what, what you got for that real quick? Tell us a little bit. I know uh, before recording, you told us a little bit about your little semi-professional career. Tell us a little bit more about that. Like, how did that go? Yeah. As I said, I started in the club at my town. And uh, then I, when I was like 12 years old, I got scouted from FC Zurich and was invited to a tryout with a lot of young guys. And in the end, I made it to the team. I played there for like two years in the youth academy of FC Zurich and then had to drop out because the coach thought I was too small for that time. And uh, but that doesn't stop me from believing in my dream. And so I pursued all the way to third highest league in Switzerland and also in Austria through like different stations in and smaller clubs. But I trained a lot and that's why I think I got all the way up to there that's really cool I don't really I don't really know that about you that's really nice I I, I having both of us having met you Dom you aren't the tallest person but I think you make up for that in what I would just describe as having good speed and agility and awareness um what was it like being told that you weren't big enough how that feel when you were that young I think especially on that day, it was really hard because like I worked hard and trained a lot with them. And I always asked, like, how can I improve to be a better player, even if I'm short? And he always like my coach during that time told me that my time will come. And at the end of the season, he said, like, now it's over. And so I really don't get got a chance in my second year there. Um, but after a few weeks, I still had my goal in my mind. And I think I'm not really the talentless player, but I think my work ethic is something that puts me apart from talented, more talented player. And that's why I got up so high, I think. You, know, you must be pretty popular amongst your friends. I mean, still, like you made the team FC Zurich. Like, how, how did your friends and family like receive that? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny I, I, I think I'm still popular in my town because I, I know a lot of people and sometimes when I'm outside with my girlfriend some people come up to me and just talk with me because I know them from earlier days and she always says like how do you know all these people or why they are they know you and I think that's the reason because I played there but I never felt like a star in my town or something like that because it was just soccer and the thing I loved and but it's it's nice to know some people from that time as well that's kind of cool I think that I don't I'm not trying to draw too many conclusions from it but um it seems like your, your town was kind of fairly small was it in, in sense yeah. what what was it like to play football in a small town um, as far apart from just knowing people would would they the same people that stop you on the street even now just because you know them would they be at their your games when you were younger yeah most of them were there as well or like especially my friends and but 
they haven't watched a lot of games when I went to the big clubs or like the semi-professional level. So mm -hmm. they've just known me, uh, but they never watched an actual game, I think. But I think they followed me on, on social media or so, to, so they knew where I'm playing right now. But I think they never watched a game when I was uh, in the third highest league or so. Okay, I got you. Hmm. Because it, it, it isn't like, um, I think you can't watch the third highest league right now. Okay. Or I think the only game maybe they saw from me was when we played against Basel in the cup uh, round of the last 16 with my club. And I think that was the only game they watched really. So, mm -hmm. What was that like playing against Basel? Like they're, they're the Giants, they're in the Champions League almost every year. Yeah, it was really special. I came from the bench on that day, so it wasn't like the real, ex the 90 minute experience, but to play in front of like four and a half thousand people, uh, it was really nice. And I think if you see some players on the TV right now, you think like he isn't that good, but if you play against them, they are really good. So that must have been a lot of pressure to play against Basel though, correct? I wouldn't say that because like we hadn't to lose something. So we could just win. But um, mm -hmm. I think for you, you want to uh, show what you can if you play against a club like Basel. But in the big picture, I think the pressure is on them to win because we, we don't have to lose something. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, Man, that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That, that really is. What year was that when you played against them? Uh, I was, I think, 2017 or so. Maybe I have to look that up. But I think 2017, I would say. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay, that's right. Where you got 2018 to South Carolina. <laughs> okay. Damn. <laughs> oh, man. So, like. TC, we've known so many international kids through our time here. And I, I, I joked um, with people over the past year or so, and honestly, the past years have been a lot of international kids here, that when I was a freshman and a sophomore, the international kids that came were just super awesome. I think Dom was here when I was a sophomore. Um, oh, yeah. 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 So, like, I remember Dom was one that Dom was one of the guys that like always, you know, always was around really social. And that's, that's how we kind of like international kids to be is just to assimilate and be around us. Um, you know, so TC just kind of like over, I want to ask you this because I've had, that was kind of my experience with international kids. They always wanted to assimilate. But what was your experience with them, especially with soccer and you working at IM like the day, how, 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 how were they just like taking accustomed to, their new environment because coal is really like kind of unique in a way you know what i mean yeah i mean i mean obviously uh freshman and sophomore year i lived in the international community at maxi and thornwell and i really all the internationals are great and all of them love soccer which is something that i loved i remember uh freshman year we'd always gather in the maxi library in the back maxi late uh ooh, maxi basement and just watch Champions League, Europa League, literally just consume as much soccer as much as we possibly could. And they were really impressed with how much knowledge of soccer they actually had. I feel like a lot of them thought, oh, this is just an American. What what does he know? But um, nah, I really think that uh, 
that when they came over here, they really liked the soccer culture. I know uh, me and uh, I don't know if uh, Dominic knows Joe. I think Joe was my freshman year. And I think, Dominic, you came my sophomore year. I know I took him to an Atlanta United game. And I think that he was really impressed with the uh, soccer culture that I think we have over here for sure. Yeah, Dom, what did you think about when you first touched down? When I, sorry, when I? When you first touched down, when, when you first came, first like landed here and, and saw, saw Columbia, I mean like not Columbia in general, but just kind of like the South and how the South likes soccer. Because traditionally, you know, people in the North like soccer a lot more than here, like stereotypically, mm -hmm. but. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed my time in Colombia and also in the States. I, I don't know if you know that I was in 2014, I was in Los Angeles for a few weeks and w saw there the MLS Cup again with uh, LA Galaxy against uh, New England um, with yeah, London the Donovan in their teams. Yeah, I, and, I think I remember that MLS Cup, yeah. And so the States are like... I spend a lot of time in the States now, like six weeks in Los Angeles and in South Carolina and now in Waco, Texas. Um, so I'm really familiar with the US and also I see that soccer is on an up, upwards trend to be much more popular. And I think, <laughs> uh, I don't know what to say now. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I just really enjoy my time in Colombia. Yeah, so. no, for sure. I, I think it's, it's always like from what TC said, I had no clue you guys watched Champions League all together. That's really cool. I, I wish I wasn't on that in my freshman year. Um, but I, it's good to know that that's what their opinion was of us. Like, oh, they, these people know a lot. Because I know a lot of people for TC, for like everyone that is like you and I, there are probably other people that don't know a lot. And they're just like, you know, they know a little bit about it. And we, we, we it's sort of like pet peeve, you know what I mean? The people that just play FIFA, you know, yeah. if you're one of those people, that would be like, they'd be like, oh my God, this is not, this is not a good impression of what American soccer fans are like. You know what I mean? Um, Tom, we, we, we played together um, a little bit when you were here. Like, what was your impression of how Americans played soccer? If there was anything that you really got, got from that? I think the, it's more, or when I was there, it was more like a kick and rush uh, <laughs> tactic. <laughs> um, but there are also some really good players, or like we had some really good players in our team. And uh, I think the Gamecocks are also playing really well, especially the women's team. I think they can pass to each other and play really well and but the men's team was during that time, it was more a kick and rush, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, what was, wasn't there, I remember you were just like talking to me about trying to play for the team or whatever at some point. Um, and I was like, I don't know if they'll take you on, but it was, it was definitely like, I, I can agree with that to some extent. But as far as our club team, what did you really think of that? Do you think it was kind of the same thing, just kick and rush, like you said? I think most of the time it was more kick and rush, but it all always depends who was there because it's like not mandatory to come every game. So if we had some good players on the pitch, we could also pass to each other really well. But sometimes it was more kick and rush and try to get the striker 
to keep the ball and move up as well. Yeah. So not as not as uh, tactically complex as possibly you would like. And I think that, you know, TC, that's, I don't know if you'd agree with me, but I feel like that's kind of a wrap that men's soccer has in this country or soccer has in this country is just like kicking it long. You know what I mean? Yeah, the long ball tactics. I will say this, though. I mean, tactically, we're not on the level as many other countries, but I feel like we do kind of have like the athletes. So we, we have fast wingers. We have big, strong players that are physically better than players from other countries, but tactically, we just can't put it together. Like, you can't just put an athlete on the pitch and expect them to be good. Like, you have to be technically sound. Yeah, for sure. I think I the U.S. soccer is much more physical than, mm -hmm. like, the Swiss soccer. But tactical, I think Swiss soccer is more interesting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, speaking of Swiss soccer, let's uh, change gears a little bit. Uh, I think the, the Euros are coming up this, uh, this summer. So, uh... What do you think of Switzerland's chances? I hope they make it over the group stage, like as we normally do, or most of the time we did that in the last few years. Um, but I'm still not sure. I think Switzerland isn't a really tournament team. So we win sometimes against big uh, teams and then we lose against small ones or just tie against them. Because I think Switzerland is not the team who uh, takes the control over the pitch and can um, can get the or set the direction how it how the game should be. They're and, not opposing. They're not yeah. opposing. I got you. Yeah, no, that 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 makes sense. I think that's good analysis from someone that knows it the best. That's good. Good on you to ask about the Euros, TC. Yeah, <laughs> yeah actually, I hope we really get the Euros. It seems like we will, but you know. Um, if you ask me, we're hoping football is coming home. You know what I'm saying? But um, I don't know. I don't know. Hey, one, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> hey, one last question for me about the Euros. Uh, Granite Xhaka, you know, I'm an Arsenal fan. I just have, I have to know what you think about Granite Xhaka. I think he is a really good playmaker, mm -hmm. uh, especially with his left foot, his long passes like the crosses and uh, also the side switch. He's, he's definitely one of the best players right now, I think. I think also Denis Zakaria, he always, he all, he's also a center mid. Mm -hmm. He plays for Borussia Mönchengladbach. Um, he's also on a really upwards trend right now. I think he's, he's the most expensive player right now for Switzerland. Yeah, I believe so, yeah. But... Uh, but I think Granny Chaka is like a, a great player and also a great captain. I think she he's one of the captains mm -hmm. right now. And uh, he leads our team really well from the center. Are there any Swiss players you looked up to when you were a kid? I kind of think, I can't think of it off the top of my head, so. I always looked up to Hakan Yakin. <laughs> he was a playmaker as well. Um, he played for Basel and some other Swiss clubs, and he had the same. He has the same birthday, so <laughs> that's <laughs> what I thought. Like, man, that's so cool. Um, but I think most of the player in Switzerland or the young players in Switzerland look up to international players like Sidan mm -hmm. and uh, or Ronaldo. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Um, what about what about the league? I know. Um... You have 
uh, Basel. And then I think there's also Grasshopper or something. That there's that's one team. I remember one of the international kids. I think when you were here, or maybe after you had gone, I'd always see him around campus, and like he's just this tall geezer, and always had on these like Grasshopper training pants. And I'm like. He probably didn't play for him, but it was just like I always saw him around. I was like, never, I, I never like knew anything about Grasshopper except they're from Switzerland. But what, 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 what's the league like over there? Okay, so right now the best team is Young Boys Bern. Uh, they won like the championship three times in a row now. Before it was like eight times. It was Basel. Wow. But now it's they sw they switched positions though. Like Basel is right now number two in Switzerland. I would say that. And Young Boys is number one. Um, Grasshoppers is right now just in the second highest league. So they got relegated last year. Oh, no. But they are like the uh, the team who had the most championship in, in history of Swiss football. So they have like 27 championships. And now they got relegated last season. And especially for me as a FC Zurich fan, like Grasshopper is also in Zurich, so they're like big competitors. So we had a lot of fun last season when they rele got relegated. <laughs> but you have to say that FC Zurich got relegated as well, like two years ago, and then they moved up directly after one season again. Mm -hmm. But I think the most known clubs right now are definitely like Grasshoppers, Basel and Young Boys. In wow. it's kind of interesting it's kind of interesting hmm. what's what's something that americans don't know about so soccer in switzerland that they would they would think would be cool or they like they should know maybe like a little known fact oh, that's a that's a good question um i really can't think about something right now but <laughs> Um, are there any like words you use anything that like is distinctly swiss that goes hand in hand like with soccer or not that you can think of from like your the, the culture i think like the fans in switzerland sing a lot of songs i'm not sure if how it is in the States or like some other countries, because I think big clubs, especially in England, they have like a lot of fans who are just watching the game like once or twice because they are a fan from all over the world. And in Switzerland, you are really um, get attached to your city. So you go to the stadium almost every week and celebrate your club. And I think that's, that's a special thing in Switzerland. Mm -hmm. TC, I think our chants over here in the U.S. are absolute dog shit. Um, we have no chance. Yeah. What do you think about that? <laughs> no, I completely agree. I know for other sports that aren't soccer, there aren't, like, chants or songs or anything. And I know for uh, MLS, uh, obviously, I, I've been to many uh, Atlanta United games, and we don't really have, like, songs. Like, we just have, like, chants. Like, there's one chant where we just, like, say ATL over and over and over again. Which isn't a song. It's just, like anyone can know it, but I don't know. Like I feel like, yeah, MLS teams could beef up their song game a little bit, you know. Terry, you should introduce some songs for Atlanta. <laughs> oh man, if, if I had if I had some power, you know what? I might, I might, I might draw up, write up a little song or something next time I go. Whenever we get <laughs> that's that's my job. <laughs>
Yeah. Um, what aren't are any songs that you remember seeing from the terraces when you were when you were younger when you supported the team? I think when I was in the stadium for FC Zurich, a lot of songs are like against grasshoppers. <laughs> That's great. So even if if they don't play it against them, they just song them. Oh yeah, no, I have I've, I've I've like I remember that. It's kind of like after like after any game at the Emirates carry. I mean, because I've I've been the one there. It's just it's the what do you think of shit chant, and it's it's great. It's it's hilarious, um, and all that stuff. So you you know the one I'm talking about, right? Oh, exactly. I know exactly. I know. And it's like it's just because that that becomes. Here's the thing about this. That becomes just second nature. It becomes part of what you do, and that's not what soccer is yet over here. Soccer is not a part of like what fans do. I think soccer fans over here one support clubs that are foreign. You know, they'll get up at seven a.m. to watch a team abroad instead of supporting a local club because. <laughs> What's what's in it? What's the local club going to give me? Like they don't give me. I don't really care about them. They're not that as interesting. So for me, it's just like that's not. Fans are even almost closeted. TC, you know what I mean? They. I feel like fans are kind of like ah, oh, you know, no one's going to understand when I'm chanting at all. They're like what 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 are you what are you saying? But over there, it's like the second language kind of dumb. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. One of y'all can talk. <laughs> I mean, I was waiting for one of you guys to talk. I kind of like, I kind of like threw it to both of you guys. Yeah, you like bounced it off both of us. I was like, oh, what? But yeah, uh, I do feel like uh, soccer fans are a little scared to branch out a little bit. I mean, there is a little fear that people won't really understand what they're talking about. But no, I feel like, yeah, we could branch out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dom, what's your, what's your like, what's your favorite chant? If you can give it to us. If you don't want to, I can understand why you don't want to scream over Zoom. And if you're in some room or something like here, you'd be like, what the hell is this guy doing? But if, um, it, you know, it could be in German, so if it could be in German. We probably wouldn't understand it yeah, anyway. We, but, oh, we, we would have no idea. But if all my people from Switzerland listen to your podcast after that, I'm not sure if, how they would react if I was <laughs> <thinking. laughs> Oh, okay. all right, all right. Okay. I, I, I mean... But I haven't been to the stadium in a long time, so I really don't remember a lot of them. I gotcha. Are you, are you, I mean, I know you gotten over here to study and everything. Are you doing your grad degree at Baylor? Yes. Cool, cool. So that'll be two years over here, I assume. And then, you, you know, hopefully you can get back as, over the summer maybe and all that. But what's, what's something you miss about Switzerland kind of end us off here? What's something that you just can't get here that you're, really love over there i think here in the states you always need a car ah yeah <laughs> that's one thing like i miss but i think in colombia it's not that bad because the university is like in the center of the city or almost but yeah. here in waco it's like one part is the university and then there is the uh, the highway through the city and then on the other side is downtown ah. so if you want to get i have a bike but it takes like 10 or 15 minutes to get downtown. And if I have to do groceries, I have to rent a car or or lend some or borrow a car from my friends. I think that's what I miss. And also like the public transport. In Zurich, you can just hop on a train and then you're somewhere else. But here, like, especially in Waco, 
I think public transport is inexistent. Yeah, yeah. I bet so. All right, guys, we had a very good conversation with our boy Dom. Uh, Dom, I know for me and Forrest, we really do appreciate having you here. I think today was a really good conversation. I think um, everyone listening will, A, know a little bit more about Switzerland, and B, know a little bit more about why we don't like grasshoppers. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, two things, A, let two things people should know. But, uh, yeah, thank you, Dom, so much for joining us today. Thank you, guys. It was a pleasure. He's getting red, CC. He's getting red. <laughs> <laughs> Dom, how do you say fuck grasshopper in German? Well, you can just say, like, scheiß grasshoppers. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh, my God. All right. Well, um, Dom, anything else you want to add about Switzerland, uh, the U.S.? Probably not grasshoppers, but FC Zurich and or Zurich, anything like that. I think it was just a great time to speak with you guys. I hope uh, everybody learned something about Switzerland. And uh, maybe you can share my my top goal of the week when I sent that to you to tease this podcast. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I think we can do that. All right. Um, TC, if you don't have any last words, I'll get us out of here. Uh, just, just once again, thank you, Dom. Yeah, Dom. Thank you, COTO fam. Thank you for listening. Hopefully we get some new listeners in Switzerland <laughs> and all that stuff. We'll catch y'all next time, all right? Peace.